Entry three, lessons I've learned about marketing and sales alignment. LinkedIn post starts. Sales and marketing alignment, is this just another one of those posts? I hope not. What practical steps can you take to make this a real reality in your business? There are six. Number one, stop referring to sales and marketing separately. Start calling yourself a revenue team. You don't actually all need to be reporting into the same ultimate manager, but you can still call yourselves a revenue organization and that will really help with your alignment, just making that small shift. And it's something we've done at Cognizant. Measure marketing in the same way as sales. At Cognizant, my team is measured by the same metrics as the outbound team and the rest of the sales organization. We all strive for revenue. Number three, look at hybrid roles to improve connectivity and feedback loops. We have introduced marketing development reps, and these are the roles that work on all of the marketing demand that we generate. And by tying yourselves really closely together, this will actually drive alignment necessarily. It keeps your destinies closely aligned. Number four, walk a day in each other's shoes. The marketing team cold calls once a quarter. Well, I say this is, I'm reading this LinkedIn post now in the present day, 2023, but we used to cold call once a quarter um, back in the day when we were delivering sales content leads. And there's no better way to understand each other than by trying it for yourself. Let's say that's still very true. It's probably something we should bring back as an initiative. Now I'm rereading the post. So team, if you're listening, get ready. Um, number five, get sales involved in marketing activities, employee spotlight videos, speakers on webinars, contributors to blogs, etc. Wherever you can bring them in, into the work that you're doing, that will really help. And number six, over communicate. Internal comms for the sales team are just as important as your lead gen campaigns. And in the same way, they need to be multi-channel and multi-touch. This can all be achieved remotely as well. And for me, step two is fundamental, which was measuring marketing in the same way as sales. If you do this, a lot of the rest does follow. LinkedIn post ends. Okay, this might be a long one. I have some bits and bobs to add to each of the points in that post. So lesson one, rewinding back to when I first started at Cognizant, I was hired by the CRO at the time. She was a phenomenal leader and she really set the tone I wanted to follow in terms of marketing and sales being aligned. She asked me to join her in a meeting with the sales director and UK head of SDRs. And we all decided on one key goal and metric, revenue. She also made sure to refer to us as a team, a revenue team, with a crow leading the way, looking after both marketing and sales, that structure lends itself well to alignment between the two teams. Now that's no longer the setup, but that's not really what matters. What does matter is that we still drive towards that one shared goal of revenue. Everything else from is is kind of different. Like I reported to the CEO, we have a VP of sales to which the now sales director and UK head of SDRs all report into. But we meet consistently to have sessions where we review our goals, work out where we are in relation to meeting those goals and decide what else we can do to reach where we want to be. So a recent example of this in practice, we've seen our lead to meeting book conversion rate on inbounds de- decrease consistently month over month over the last few months. Our inbound reps who qualify any of that inbound demand sit within our sales director's team. He is also tied to revenue goal and he knows that over 50% of that revenue is generated by marketing. So he knows for him to do well that these reps also need to do well. And obviously for me, I have a very vested interest in that happening too. So we're all aligned that we need this lead to meeting book metric to improve in order to reach our revenue goals and ultimately positively impact the business. And we now have a plan in place to tackle this problem. And it might sound like a small thing. However, the number of people who we need buy-in from, especially at the stage of growth we are at, this is huge. This simply wouldn't be possible if we didn't have the alignment between the two departments. 
I really feel like it's a shared goal that allows us to really care about coming together to solve the problems as a wider team. In terms of the people who are involved in this project and prove lead to meeting book, we have operations, we have the sales director, we've got the VP of sales, we've got myself and the marketing team. Um, and then of course we have the, the reps who are actually following up on this demand. So there's a huge amount of um, people that are involved, but the one driver that's aligning us all is the fact that we're tied to revenue. And that will ultimately, I believe, create the best outcome. Lesson two, I feel like I've touched on some of this with lesson one, but something I'd like to add here is about having a shared destiny. Our monthly revenue operations meeting is completely impartial and only focuses on the facts and figures. It's chaired by the RevOps team. And if I went in there and said, great, the marketing team is delivering our MQL number, but on the other side of the table, sales are telling us that their reps aren't meeting quota, it can become a difficult conversation. And it feels like the two teams are pitted against each other. But we have found that we can use these meetings to work together to find the gap. For example, is it because we need to hire more SDRs or do we need to spend more in marketing? Is there a problem with our conversion rate, much like the example above? We use this time to find solutions together and that comes back to us tying our destinies really closely. Lesson three. I spoke a lot about MDRs at the beginning of my role at Cognizant. That's because while we were still running the MQL playbook, MDRs for us were the best way to optimize this. These reps were solely responsible for qualifying the demand created by marketing, whether that was through content downloads or other inbounds. Through this dedicated role, we managed to make a big improvement in our conversion rates on content leads. We increased lead to meeting booked on these content downloads from 5% to 15%. So if you're going to go down the MQL route, then definitely consider having a dedicated role like this instead of sending inbounds round robin to your SDRs who are also trying to do outbound. This role also acts as an anchor into sales which help to keep us on track and aligned. They can provide feedback on the quality of the leads or the lack of quality, as well as what types of content converted well in conversations. But if you didn't already know, we've changed up our strategy quite a lot since then. This approach did work for us for a time, but as we grew, it didn't seem workable to scale to the level we needed. More on that later. Number four, I'd highly recommend a quarterly session where you'll get your marketing team involved in cold calling. Get them into the sales team's shoes, find out things like questions prospects ask, the common objections they get, how the process works for your sales team. This can all help create a better list of resources for both your prospects and sales team to bridge the knowledge gaps. It also allows your sales team to do their jobs better and find ways in which the process in general could be improved. And this doesn't just have to be you joining in on cold calling live. You could also join in a scheduled meeting or demo, listen to previous call recordings, be on the sales floor with a sales team and making calls. Number five, and vice versa, it would be great to get the sales team involved in the marketing organization, show them it's not just coloring in or pushing some buttons. I don't mean only getting a sales rep shadow marketer for a day. We're very lucky that our sales reps are actually our ICP. So we're keen to get them involved in a lot of the content we produce. Because of this, they're much closer to the process. They can see the output and the time it takes to execute. And as a result, they also tend to have much higher interest to see what performs. They see themselves in the videos promoted on LinkedIn and the responses they get from viewers who want to connect with them after. This is a really powerful way to align these two organizations. Number six, over-communication is so key, especially when you're new to the organization. When I joined Cognizant, marketing existed solely to serve sales. Any requests they had, we would do. We weren't yet tied to a revenue target. We acted by reacting to what sales wanted from us. So going from this state to the state we are in today was a big jump. We didn't want to alienate anyone by completely flipping the way we worked overnight without a good explanation. I can't imagine that would have won me any popularity awards. 
This was more of an iterative process over time. And each step of the way, I'd over-communicate what I was doing. By over-communication, I mean sharing the plan you're creating, the reasons behind the plan, using simple language without jargon, what you're trying to achieve and how, how this plan will benefit them, continuing to communicate the results of this over time. You can't communicate enough, especially when changing the way things are done. Focus just as much on your internal marketing as you do on your external.